And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, opening America number 18. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. When the band began to play, the stars were shining bright. Good morning. Oh, we're back. Ed, are we really back? This is exciting. Good morning, or it may be good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing. We're back. It's the Ed and Bob Show. Sorry for the delay, but we're back. Opening America number 18. You heard Ed kick this thing off, and it's a, we've got a great 30 minutes. It may be longer than 30 minutes. We've got so much to talk to about the election, about the coronavirus, about sports, about so many things that are making us mad or that we need to comment on and uh, post-election. So stay with us, if you don't mind, because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Ed, how are you doing, brother? Hey there, Bob. I am good. How are you doing, buddy? I I haven't caught anything yet. Of course, uh, I guess that's good, but flu season hasn't started yet, and I'm susceptible to that. I I always get something like that. I remember when I was teaching Sunday school, boy, those kids would lay it on me, and I'd be sick for days and days and days. But things are good here. I had a couple of surgeries again, but I'm in good shape. I had a hernia surgery. That was not too good, but it's I'm recovered and had that hip surgery and recovered for that. So I'm walking, trying to do the best I can. Bob, what's going on with you? Oh, Mr. Brantley, we are doing well here in the Thomas household here in Old Westmoreland. We're glad to be uh, back on the air. You know, we are uh, doing well. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving here, obviously. We want everybody to have a great Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about that more as it goes on and and things we got to talk about this half hour. We have been uh, working from home still. I'm still working from home. Uh, I have been working out a lot, things like that. We did have dinner with the Brantleys the other night, which was very, very nice. And um, our new dog is almost seven or eight months old now. Our, our What were we calling it? The uh, virus dog, the, the pandemic dog. We've got it. And uh, she is growing up and taking over the house. We are watching um, a new TV show called Life in Pieces. And we'll talk, maybe I'll talk about that more later. Funny show. I've never seen anything like this. It's a half-hour show. It's on Amazon Prime, a video. So if you have Amazon Prime, you get it for free. It's streaming. And it's in 30 minutes, it's four different stories, and it's really kind of crazy. So there you go. All right, we're not traveling for Thanksgiving. It's a few days away, though, and uh, uh, it's it's going to be a, a crazy year and a crazy Thanksgiving. So, Ed, how's everything out in Brantleyville? Well, I'll tell you, the latest in my world is kind of boring, actually. Um, I guess uh, watching some TV shows, too. We've been watching The Crown. Uh, my wife really loves that English uh, queen stuff and uh but we're not traveling so much now we are going to go see 
we've got one daughter in Birmingham, and we're going to go down there and say hi and happy Thanksgiving. And then we've got our son in Kingston, and we're going to say hi to him. Now, you know, in years past, we've had as many as 23 people for Thanksgiving lunch here and, and relatives from Virginia and all, all around. But that's not going to happen this year. Although I am going to travel just a little bit, but I'm not going to get out of the car except for to go to the bathroom. And that does happen a lot. So <laughs> when I'm traveling anyway. So uh, that's going to be Matt in my world. Bob, let's get the latest on those coronavirus numbers. Okay, Ed, let's dive into these coronavirus numbers because um, I don't know. You know, we're talking about maybe are things getting ready to get to the uh, higher peak than they were before remember when everything shut down then we all figured out about the coronavirus and and we thought we understood how to do things and what to do and how to get food from the store and things like that let's go over them all right looking uh, first of all uh, across the world in the world as of just a few days ago there have been 57 million cases of the coronavirus 1.5 Three million people have died, and 36 million people have recovered. Um, in the United States, there has been 11,800,000 cases. Uh, 255,000 people have died from it. In the state of Tennessee, where Ed and I live, 328,000 people have gotten it. And there's been 4,128 deaths. In Knox County, where we live, 17,298 people have gotten the coronavirus. Uh, There's been 140 deaths. So that's the latest on those numbers. All right. COVID-19 vaccine, they say, could drive the U.S. economy back to near normal by the end of 2021. This is a study by the University of Michigan economists. They say, and there are encouraging signs that say the economic life of our country could be back to normal by the end of 2021. Who, 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 is ma- who are making the vaccines? Pfizer, you've heard about, 95% effectiveness. Johnson and Johnson has not come out with theirs yet. Moderna, is 95%. That was uh, made at or discovered at uh, Vanderbilt in Tennessee. Uh, Pfizer plans to ask for an emergency FDA approval. They say, though, here's the thing you got to think about. Um, The Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine require you to have two different shots each. Okay. So you'll go once, and then you have to go back. It's not a one-time thing. Same thing with the Moderna. So those two things, that's interesting because Johnson & Johnson, who's a well-known medical name that's coming up with their vaccine that is reported to be about 95% effective, it will be one shot and done. One and done. So Johnson & Johnson actually may come out to be the big vaccine maker here, or the most popular one. The uh, Center for Disease Control is recommending against travel uh, during the holiday uh, time. So, you know, it's a big traveling time where people travel to see their loved ones. So are you traveling? And should you travel, really? I mean, 
I think you really got to keep this down to a very, very small group and be very careful. Because remember when you travel in a, a car or an airplane or wherever, you run into a lot of people. On um, November 13th, just not too long ago, what, a week ago, 177,224 people in the United States were diagnosed with coronavirus. As of November 17th, more than 70,000 coronavirus patients um, were uh, fairly regionalized. The virus of November 17th that we're talking about, 70,000 people, spreading as fast in virtually every part of the U.S. So here's what I'm trying to say. Last Thursday, November 19th, in the United States, 2,015 people died from coronavirus. And there were 187,000 new cases. That was the highest ever recorded in one day. Let me repeat it. November 19th, just a week ago, less than a week ago, the highest reported cases ever since it started. 2,015 people died in the U.S., 187,000 new cases, a one-day record. So the entire United States is a hot spot. And then we got the flu coming up. Have you had your flu shot? 50,000 people a year, about that, it's a ballpark average, die from the flu. Flu is called by a virus infection. You have fever, cold, chills, all very similar to the coronavirus. Treatment includes medications and self-care. All right, Ed, your thoughts on all these numbers? Well, I guess the uh, vaccine could not get here quick enough. Um, You know, it's funny to me that um, President Trump said that after the November election, you wouldn't hear anything else about it. Well, that was wrong. And as a matter of fact, the uh, COVID numbers now are higher than ever, and it looks like it's a full-blown epidemic in the United States. And I believe that most of this country is going to get shut down completely, probably before Christmas. So that's going to be staggering in itself. It's going to really affect the economy. But uh, I don't think they can get these vaccines out fast enough. So it'll just we'll just have to wait and see. But um, I was I, I went for a check uh, last week, and it was a drive-through over on Parkside at one of the medical buildings, and. There are people lined up there. But I tell you what, when they stick that up your nose, you know it. <laughs> I thought they were hitting my brain there for a moment. Woo! But there are, you know, that 70,000 patients, unlike the earlier waves, and the, and the, it's really hitting the, the, uh, uh, the, pla- the places where elderly live the most, and it's, it's just frightening. Uh, that's a daily record. We've hit over 2,000 deaths, and the flu's just yet to come. So I do believe there will be a shutdown. I think everything, you know, people aren't adhering to what they're asking you to do. I saw where a lot of the bars are still open after the curfew, and there's no enforcement. So, And then in, in California, uh, the sheriff's departments out there say they're not going to enforce it anyway. So let's either enforce it or don't enforce it and let it go. If we let it go, that's fine. But I do think everybody should wear a mask. The mask is probably the best thing that we can do. Um, 
My wife's a nurse, and she reports to me when she goes somewhere and sees people not wearing masks. So, um, <laughs> like she went to the store yesterday, and she said, I saw six people without masks in there. Well, that's true, but now they're making themselves more susceptible to something than the people who are wearing masks. I think the mask is a good idea. If nothing else, it reminds you of what's going on and why you should be concerned. And wash your hands and do all of that. So... That's what I think about that, buddy. So uh, let's go on with something else. I guess we're going to get into the election here a little bit. And uh, so the election's over. Who really won, Bob? All right, the election. election is over. Who really won, Ed? Well, they say um, that Biden won. He got the most votes ever for president in the history of the United States. Of course, two things come into play there. Population is always growing. Um, and a lot of votes, I think, for Biden were no votes against Trump because he is, I mean, he, he he's um, a difficult guy to like all the time. Um, <clears throat> and then was there illegal voting? I mean, you know, I don't know. It says that uh, in the, uh, right now, in the, uh, electoral College, you'd have 306 votes for Biden, 232 for Trump. Uh, in the Senate, you'd have the GOP getting 50 and the Dems getting 48. And then uh, in the uh, House, you'd have the Democratic Party hanging on to that. You know, Trump lawyers had a big press conference the other day in which they said, and this is a quote, that Trump won by a landslide, and they intend to prove it. And that was the same lawyer that represented General Michael Flynn, you remember, who was accused of stuff by the Justice Department, and then it ended up the Justice Department dropped everything. And, and you know, here's the thing and that comes to my mind, and, and I have always uh, I've supported Trump. I basically was supporting the economy. The last four years of the Trump presidency, was it was strange. First of all, it was the greatest ever for the economy. Wow. I mean, the stock market, people do, in business, they, they, they just, it was an incredible four years. It was an incredible four years for the military, for the strength of America, for America quit being pushed around. You know, half of the people in, in the United States think America is pushed around all the time. And Trump said, we're not doing that anymore. Um, it was also uh, more things got done in four years. The wall, we have to have a border or otherwise you don't have a country. Because um, you got to remember, there's a lot of people in, that are in the left-leaning parties uh, or left-leaning that are globalists. They don't see the United States as a nation necessarily. They'll never be waving the flag for the United States of America saying, we are Americans, because they see themselves as globalists. We're part of the world, and we are not going around saying we're proud that we're in a, a, a a part of the United States of America. And okay, I get I get where they're coming from. We all, you know, we are the world, that stuff like that. But you have 
people attack America and kill about 5,000 people by bringing the World Trade Center down, uh, the Pen- attacking the Pentagon. There are a lot of people in the world that don't love your globalization uh, feelings. They don't feel you as being, you know, we are the world. The only thing they want to do is destroy the United States of America because it's been so successful. So a lot of, I, I really think a lot of this globalist beliefs are idealistic. They sound great. We're going to bring everybody together and everybody's going to all be healthy, healthy and happy and we're going to sing Kumbaya around the campfire. That sounds great. I'd love it. But it, that, that's not reality. There are people that are set out to destroy America. If you don't have borders, if you don't uh, protect the United States of America as it stands, it will fall. Uh, The Roman Empire did not fall from another country. It fell from within, and that was a country where they thought could never be touched, that it would be standing forever to the end of time. It didn't. So if you don't want to have borders, you won't have a country. All right, sorry, get off my um, my uh, soapbox there. But I think, you know, you got to be careful. There's a lot of people that would like for us just to open the, the borders up and everybody come on down. You know, we don't have a country if people do not believe that elections are fair and correct. And I don't understand why the burden of Trump you know, you know, and everybody's been quoting George Bush as saying, he said Biden won. The first part of George Bush's uh, statement was that Trump has every right to ask for a recount and to make sure that the election was fair. Here's the thing I'm driving at. I don't understand. Why is it always on the burden of whoever's complaining to prove it? Why do, in the United States of America don't we have a department that's that makes sure every single election is fair and not put all the burden on a candidate to say, I don't believe it was right. So, you know, even this election, however it plays out, whoever wins will be my president. I don't care what party they're from as as, as long as it was a fair election. I'm fine with that. But please make sure... Every election is fair, and I'll support whoever the American people have voted for. But do not criticize somebody when they think the election was unfair until it's proven that it was or wasn't. I want a fair election, and I will abide by whoever gets elected. All right, and I want to add one thing here about the local election. If you live in Knox County and you're listening to our podcast here, I want to say one thing here. I'm a little bit disappointed in the local election. Several elections disturbed me. One candidate that won in the Knox County election, I will bet you $100 they will not attend 50% of the meetings they're supposed to attend. They won't do it. They've been elected before, and they never went to half of the meetings they're supposed to. They just like to be elected. And I'm not going to tell you who this person is, but it's disappointing. And a year from now, I'm going to look and see how many meetings this person attended. 
and I promise you it will not be 50%. People that vote for somebody just because they have friends that have been elected before, and plus the fact that not enough people even voted, we're having uh, there's somebody representing people in Knox County that will not do the job they're elected to do. They only want to be elected, and that's all I'm going to say. Uh, and that's that. All right, Ed, uh, your take on all this because I'm getting a little bit upset here. Well, my thoughts on the election are this: I think uh, I think the election's over. I think Biden has won. Uh, and I think Trump is just not going to let go. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens as we get into the first of the year, whether he leaves or not, and whether he passes on. But, but it's obvious that uh, Biden has won uh, under the current rules. Uh, it took 270 electoral votes to win. He's got 306. Trump, 232. There's no way he's going to catch that. Now, I just hope that the Republicans can keep the House I mean, I'm sorry, the Senate and the Democrats are going to keep the House. But, you know, they're for they're I can't remember who was president, but it was a Republican. It was a Trump that that, you know, they, they controlled both the presidency, the House and the Senate. And hardly anything got passed during that time, too. So I don't know. You know, yeah, Biden's going to be the oldest president in history. But it doesn't, uh, I don't think that makes any difference how much he, you know. Was it Reagan that took a nap every day? Yep, I do, or try to. So Trump lawyers, you know, he's got all that going on. I don't know who's paying for those lawyers, because I don't think he's paying for them. Uh, I wonder if the taxpayer's paying for that. Uh, I, I am surprised that, you know, that they just don't say that there's a lot of shenanigans going on, and I'm sure there is. There is in every election. There's no doubt about it. Uh, when I ran for uh, county commission at one of the places, there was a person outside there handing out $5 bills if they would vote for my opponent. And if, you know, and so, yeah, that's going to happen. But it, it uh, I don't think the, the election is that corrupt. I think... Uh, uh, I just don't think Trump has such a personality. He can't imagine losing anything. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's what happens there. But he's been good. You know, the stock market's been good. Things have been going pretty good. So, uh, okay, Bob, let's take a touch on sports. Eight Tennessee football uh, coaches have, have taken a deduction in pay. Uh, well, they refi- refuse to take a deduction in pay. Uh, so, yeah, that could be a problem. But, you know, we can't get rid of our coaches because we have so much money tied up in paying ex-coaches. And every time I watch an Alabama football game and I see the brick builder on there, it just drives me crazy. He's getting $50,000 a month to stand on the Alabama sideline from Tennessee. It just doesn't make any sense. But see, that's how messed up sports is anyway. And athletic directors, they're useless, absolutely useless. So if universities don't get a hold of that pretty soon, we're going to be in real trouble. So let's touch on sports. What do you think? All right, let's see. Let's do a look at some sports, Um, the latest in sports. So much going on. Well, first of all, Rick um, Barnes has been diagnosed with um, coronavirus. So the game's coming up this Friday, uh, the 25th and 27th. I guess that's Thursday and Friday. Gosh, I'm sorry. I'm 
center. I don't have a calendar in front of me. But anyway, the uh, Charlotte game and the VCU game have both been canceled now. Rick Barnes has coronavirus, as, as well as some other people tested positive, I understand. So those games are canceled, and that's that. Uh, other news over UT. Uh, eight UT football coaches refused to take a pay cut to help the athletics department. Athletic department's going to lose $40 million. So is that good or bad? Or is that just tough luck? They signed a contract. They knew what they were going to get. You promise it to them, and they want it. Because you may fire them in a year or two. They need that money. Or are they not being part of the solution? Or is that going to go with them forever that they would never take a pay cut? Or should they get what they were promised to get? You know, I don't know. I mean... These coaches are here in such a short time. I guess, you know, they bought a house, they bought this, they bought that, whatever, and they expect to have the money to pay for it, and now you want them to give it back. How about Hugh Freeze? He's 8-0 and at Liberty, and they're ranked in the top 25. Could the balls hire him, fire uh, the coach, Pruitt? If they fired Pruitt, they would end up having to pay out 19 over $19 million. And yeah, you remember Butch Jones, who is, um, you know, down there on the sidelines for Alabama? We're still paying him $50,000 a month until the end of February of next year. South Carolina fired Will Muschamp. Will they hire Hugh Freeze before UT has a chance to do it? Or will Hugh Freeze go to Michigan? Will they fire... Uh, their coach, and then they hire him. It's crazy. Um, the Vols, the basketball Vols, are ranked number 12. They won't be playing this week after all, but that was going to be exciting, and it will still will be. They've got, a great, they've got a great schedule of a lot of tough opponents, but, boy, they're going at it. A lot of people say they could get into the NCAA and go deep and maybe into the Final Four, so I, I hope so. Hey, Ed, tell me, what do you think about all this sports news? So the question is, will UT football ever be any good again? No, not in many times soon, that's for sure, because we don't have the players, we don't have the system. Uh, You know, basketball is looking pretty good now because UT is ranked number 12, picked to win the SEC. That'd be a a heck of a move, wouldn't it? And Rick Barnes was fired by Texas, and he came here. And this program has just blossomed under him. He's a good Christian man too. You know, he he talks Christianity to his to his his players. But a lot of coaches are going to get get hung out here. And and uh, you know, Hugh Freeze he's undefeated at Liberty and ranked, and he got fired. But you, we can't afford to hire any more coaches. I, I think football in the past with that big stadium and everything. I think that's it's just a albatross now i don't think we're ever going to go back there anytime soon so it's it's uh, unfortunate the next thing they'll do they'll want to build a new stadium a more um, stadium that's more like a a pro stadium that doesn't have all those problems but but think about the think about the negotiations they did with the the beer companies to sell beer in the stadium and now look what's happened boy that was a flop wasn't it see I think that's that's just one of those things. It's kind of like the coronavirus. I think that's something that that God puts on you to see how you're going to handle this and say, look, you know, there's different things in life. Um, but uh, well, what else is going on in the world? 
Bob. All right, Mr. Brantley, let's go into uh, other things going on in the world. Um, you know, the election is over, and I was thinking, um, now that the election is over, one of the things we kind of learned was that news sources are biased. Editors and some reporters, not all. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of reporters I love here in Knox County, but there are some reporters nationally and around the world that love to hear themselves being talked about, love to see them in the middle of a controversy about they questioned that politician, and here's my opinion. Editors and some reporters in the world, they have agendas, or they have axes to grind, and they have their own beliefs, and they want to get them out there. And, you know, I remember when Walter Cronkite, didn't he just report the news? Aren't reporters and these news anchors just supposed to report the news? Or is that not enough anymore? Has news now got to have an opinion so that they'll have ranking ratings that are up high and they'll be able to sell commercials? Is that, is that where we're at? I don't think the news is fair. I have not watched a national newscast in two or three years, and I think I get better in news uh, on my phone than trying to watch them. I have not watched a morning newscast in years. You know, you run for office, you'll find out that there's a lot of people that twist the news a certain way. There shouldn't be an opinion inserted by these news agencies. You just report the news, whatever the facts are. You don't start telling them what you think or why didn't they do this or why didn't they do that. So, so Ed, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this. So what news outlet should people trust? Is it the newspaper, national TV, USA Today? I wouldn't trust USA Today. And I've already told you I don't watch national t- television news because I don't trust it. They all have an axe to grind. New York Times? Are you kidding me? The Washington Post? No way. USA Today, as I said, NBC, CBS, and ABC, I wouldn't trust them as far as I can throw them now. And I used to religiously watch NBC News. CNN's a joke. I mean, it's just a joke. Fox News is is off the rails as well. And um, I just don't know, where do you find news you can trust? And folks, it's not NPR. NPR is so left. Their news has to be exactly what they want to report or they won't report it. And that's a it's it's something that's supported by us, the taxpayer. So I think that's, I think that's as my dad would say, a load of hooey. Um, I, they can shut NPR down as far as I'm concerned, but I don't know where you're going to get your news. I, I try to find it online from various sources, and then I try to average them all out and try to find out what's really real. Because let me tell you what. It's been very disappointing the way uh, social media, okay, social media, it coming out and people and news being out and spread by people immediately has hurt all these people I talked about, NBC, CBS, ABC. And so they find themselves having to 
sensationalize the news in order to get higher ratings, in order to sell you uh, all these drugs that support most of the news. You know, restless leg syndrome and stuff. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, you know. So I, I just think it's disappointing where the national news, uh, where the news has gone, because it's not news. It's opinions that very often are being thrown around. All right, Ed. Uh, I, we're going to wrap this thing up, man. Uh, before I say goodbye, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to you and stay safe. But what do you think about? What do you got? You got other news to talk about? What else is going on? What do you think about the uh, news and where you get your local news? I thought this was interesting uh, in the other news category. You know, the um, well, not only I do believe there will be a full shutdown in the United States of some degree. You know, some places won't participate, but and a lot of people won't participate. But I think there will be some type of a full shutdown if this virus keeps growing. New York City, oh my gosh, you know, the riots on the subway, I read in the paper where, where rats is a huge problem now in New York City where people have left and they've just left their houses and gone to other parts of the country because of the coronavirus, and now you've got people pushing uh, ladies and men off the subway platforms. Luckily, no one's been killed yet, but it's it's just, this is just awful. It's just a terrible thing, all this stuff going on. So, you, you know, I think one thing is, is that uh, the election has changed the way we get news. Uh, all, reporters all have agendas now. They're all they're all politicians to a certain degree. They're they're analysts. I haven't seen a reporter. I used to like ABC TV news, but now now you know they 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 say well I think and they tell you what they think, and that's not the way news is supposed to be reported. You're supposed to be the factual news and let you make up your own mind. But now they all have an agenda. They all have an opinion. And it's it's not it's not coming out fair because of that. And you're absolutely right. So I don't know if I, I don't trust the Knoxville News Sentinel. I don't re- re- trust the New York Times, Washington Post, the USA Today. No, no, no. NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox. No, not at all. So and not NBR, that's for sure. So where do I get my news <laughs> from my neighbor across the street? <laughs> That's probably the best. It's just as good as anywhere else, I guess. But, you know, I don't really care about the stuff where they give an opinion. What I want to see on the news is if there was a plane crash or something bad has happened, a plant exploded or, you know, or there was, a uh, God forbid, a murder or and things like that. I, I think that's what the news is about. It's not about what your opinion is and what you th- what they think you should think. So, I hope that will change. We'll see. But, uh, Bob, it's nice talking with you. I wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, it's been pretty good, buddy. So, um, goodbye. All right. Thanks, Ed. Uh, Take care of you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Uh, We are going to wrap it up. Folks, before we do, here's how you can contact Ed and I. You can write to us at edandbob at yahoo.com. Go to our Facebook page, Ed and Bob. Also, um, we're on Twitter, and uh, all you do is go to Ed and Bob Knox, K-N-O-X, on Twitter, and we're there. Ed's also on Twitter, just uh, at Ed Brantley, and I'm at Bob Thomas, K-N-O-X. If you have loved ones who are... Uh, elderly that are more susceptible to this coronavirus. Don't ignore them. Send them emails, send them letters, call them. 
go by, talk to them on their porch or from their your car or whatever. Make sure they don't feel lonely. The worst thing that can happen, you know, during since this coronavirus has started, uh, I'm on the Metro Drug Coalition here in, where we live, and uh, ODs have gone, uh, overdoses have gone off the charts now uh, since the coronavirus has happened. There's a lot of people that feel lonely and hopeless. Please take care of those that you love. Contact them. Keep your circle close. It, I mean, there's ways to talk to them and still be safe, okay? Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, stay safe and uh, uh, let's get through this coronavirus as that we said earlier in the broadcast here, that hopefully by the end of 2021, we will be completely back to normal. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our podcast, and we'll be back soon. And we got Dean Martin to get us out of here. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head?